Hello, America. This is Mark, your host. Another episode of The Daily Answer. And man, did you strike gold this morning. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. We're going to talk about whimpy goals. Wimpy goals. How about that? (laughs) There's a there's a topic for you. Um, This this podcast is result of I am I read a book called The Juggling Act, and it was written by Paul Gessinger or Gelsinger in 2003 and then revised in 2008. And the writer was a vice president at Intel but also a very religious man, uh, a member of a Christian church in Beaverton, Oregon, uh, where, uh, and that's when he wrote the book. That's where he was located. The book is about keeping God first as an employee, husband, and a father. You might say Matthew chapter 6, verse 33, put, put first God in his kingdom before everything else, and everything else would just fall in place if you do that. I guess you might say it's a little bit about that illustration. If you have a mason jar, like a canning jar, and if you have both walnuts and rice, if you put all the rice in first, the walnuts are not going to fit. But if you put the walnuts in first and then pour in the rice and shake it a little bit, shaky shake, everything fits. That if you put the big things first, you will have time for, well, you have time for the grains of rice in your life. So book was a lot about keeping your life in balance. I think particularly for people that were high achievers, you know, uh, they have a very demanding career, but they want even in that demanding career, they want God to be first. Among other things, I always find it interesting to read a book, let's say 10 to 20 years after it's written and finding out, well, what was going on behind the scenes at that time? Things that I had not heard about on the news. Well, here was one of them. And I guess why I find this meaningful is I lived in that area during that period of time. The writer was once seated next to one of the editors-in-chief of the parent company, which owned the Oregonian. Oregonian, major newspaper in Oregon. And At one point, I was a subscriber. She also knew who he was and then asked what he thought of their paper. And he gave an honest appraisal, noting that the Oregonian had increasingly become very anti-God, anti-Christian, and that as a Christian, he was offended by a number of the recent articles. Well, I remember that period of time, and we canceled our subscription as well. Absolutely. There were just articles that you'd have to say, eh, bloom is off the rose. Time to drop this relationship. It's interesting. She took him seriously and said she would look into it and investigate the matter. He mentioned the period of time when various homosexual clubs were formed within the Intel framework, but equally noted that some very perceptive believers saw that through the same door, could come Bible study groups, which happened as well. When a president of a small religious college in San Jose laid out his vision for that particular college and said, 
what do you think of our goals? The writer of the book, Juggling responded, Wimpy. That's the title of today's podcast, Wimpy Goals. I think there's a really good, that really, that really struck uh, a chord with me. And what I really liked about that scenario was here was a college and where they were located, they were not supported by the local city council and they were landlocked. I've been in situations like that with a church where the church is landlocked. The city really doesn't want any more churches in town because they're not making tax revenue off of you sort of thing. And you know what they did? That college sold the buildings, moved out to the county where they were welcomed with open arms by the county. And they had plenty of room to grow. And I love that story because just a heads up to individual believers and congregations out there and small business owners. If you are, you are never stuck. You're not stuck. Someone really wants you in their area. You can pick up your marbles and always move. It's the city that's stuck because you just can't pick up a city and move that. (laughs) Good luck. Good luck trying that one. But as a small business, maybe owned by Christians, as a congregation, and as an individual believer, oh, you're not stuck. You are a godly small business owner is in demand everywhere. And, and if there are metropolitan areas that don't see that, let them lose. You know, you are in demand everywhere. Um, people want to work for people like that. Moral people, ethical people, honest people. People that treat their employees right. Uh, if you are a congregation and you teach the truth, you're in demand everywhere. And if you are a Christian, well, you're in every workplace needs you. Every neighborhood needs you. Every school needs your influence. Everyone needs you. And so if there are entities out there that are not appreciating you, that maybe kind of give you the sense of, you know, we're not, you're not welcome here. Well, then pick up your marbles. You can always move. You will be appreciated and needed in the process. It, it kind of th- uh, reminded me of where Jesus talked about don't cast your pearls before swine in Matthew chapter 7, verse 6. You got to realize, you got to realize when people are no longer interested in the truth and you got to move on because there will be other people who will be interested. But let's go back to wimpy goals. Many of us probably wrote down a few goals for 2022. Well, go back and take a look at your list. Is it a list of wimpy goals? Do any of those goals really give God the glory? Do any of them demand much of you? Are they a real stretch for you? I mean, were you biting off a whole, a big piece of there to chew on that one? Especially in light of passages such as the following, Ephesians 3.20, now to him, who is able to do exceedingly abundantly beyond all that we ask or think. 
according to the power that works within us. There's a goal for you. What's your goal this coming year? To do exceedingly abundantly be, be above all that I can ask or think. There's my goal. Or how about Philippians chapter 2? To be blameless, harmless children of God in the midst of a crooked generation. Or how about the goal of Colossians 1, 23? That within 30 years, everyone within our area will have heard the gospel. That's what Paul said. I mean, Paul said that within about 30 years after the resurrection of Christ, the gospel message had gone everywhere in the Roman Empire. Wow. Hey, there's there's a goal. And, and it... This one, this one also reminds me of our prayers. Do we pray big enough? You know, look at your prayers. Look at how you word your prayers. Well, we we pray that this church would grow. Well, how about flourish? How about how about explode? How about outgrow the building? How about something like that? Are you praying for just like a couple baptisms this year? Or are you saying like, hey, how about 30? How about 40? How about 50? How about 100 baptisms this year? There, there, there's a goal for you. Um, you know, are you, are you praying for people that they would survive? Or are you praying that people would overcome and be, as Romans describes, more than a conqueror? And I love that language. Romans chapter 8, verse 37, In all these things we overwhelmingly conquer through him who loved us. Boy, it's also it's not only great to look at your own personal prayer goals as far as, I mean, you know, Lord, bring me, bring me some soul to teach. Well, how about multiple ones? How about multiple people to cross your path? Not just one, but how about many? And so in our prayers and expectations of evangelism and of the congregation growing, how about also of what we're able to accomplish? Well, this year, I think this year I'm going to try to, uh, you know, I'm a relatively new Christian, going to give an invitation. Great. Okay. But how about also give a sermon? Stretch yourself. Give your... What did someone say? Someone say a worthy goal. A worthy goal is something that brings you to your knees. That's a worthy goal. Something that is so awesome that it brings you to your knees. That that's, that's what you need in life. And do your goals to your aims and ambitions reflect that striving and, well, abounding more and more that, Paul would talk about to the Thessalonians. Yeah, you're loving each other. You're doing a good job, but let's abound more and more. Or I'm reminded of some language over there in 2 Peter chapter 1. And it's when, when you look at the passages on personal growth as a Christian and holiness as a Christian, it's not wimpy. It, it's, it's people that's, that um, thrive during trials. The gold comes out during trials, 1 Peter 1, 6 and 7. 
it, it, it's people that Second Peter chapter one verse five applying all diligence. It's people that are making every effort. It's the language of Ephesians chapter six, put on the whole armor of God, and it says, "And having done all, the stand. Uh, do your do your goals reflect someone that is what is he doing?" What is he doing there on that battlefield in the spiritual fight? He's doing all. He gave it his all. He left nothing undone, unsaid. From the internet, as far as I can tell, the writer of the book, The Juggling Act, the former vice president at Intel, is still in the high-tech industry and is part of a religious nonprofit organization whose goal is to convert to Christ one million people in the San Francisco Bay Area in the next 10 years. And I just have to smile at that like, okay, I mean, probably one of the most non-Christian <laughs> parts of the country. Uh, okay, there we go. The goal is to turn the Bay Area into the Bible Belt, and you, you maybe you're gonna, you're shaking your head at that. Well, yeah, good luck on that one. But I love, I love having a goal like that. Why not? All things are possible with God. Or back to Ephesians chapter three. You know, before you shake your head at that, Ephesians chapter three and in verse twenty, who's able to do who's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works within us. I know, I know the Bible says the way is narrow. Okay. But a million people out of the world's population is still a narrow slice. And why not? I mean, why not convert a million people in the Bay area? Why not turn that into the Bible belt? Why not? I mean, the devil has turned it into his belt. Why not seize that territory from him? How bad do we want it? And what? And do we have confidence in the gospel, the power of God and the salvation, Romans 16, Romans 1, 16? Do we have confidence that eternity has been placed in man's heart, Ecclesiastes 3, 11? Do we have confidence that nature continually backs up the existence of an all-powerful God? Psalm 19, verse 1, Romans 1, 20. Where does our confidence lie? Hey, let's scrap those wimpy goals. I remember I worked at a grocery store, and the grocery store had a small little toy section, not much of a toy section. This toy section was just kind of where different things that would be kind of hanging and it hanging like on on um, in an area where you'd kind of take things off these hooks. It was very, very small. You know, it might have been four feet by five feet. OK. And plastic junk, pure plastic junk. Wimpy toys had zero interest zero interest in any of that stuff if i'm gonna get a toy i'm gonna get a real toy not a wimpy toy 
And that should be the same way for our goals. You know, if I'm going to get me a hamburger, I'm going to get me a real hamburger. If I'm going to get me a pizza, I'm not going down there and getting something frozen at the store like that Totino's thing. What is that? I'm getting me a real pizza. Um, you know, if I, if I want a Coca-Cola, I'm not making my own. I think Coca-Cola has been in business long enough to know what they're doing. Get me a Coke is what I'm going to do. I'm getting me the, I'm getting me the real thing. Yeah. Okay. Same thing with goals. Get the real thing. Let that stop doing the, the wimpy prayers and the wimpy goals and the wimpy aspirations. Find something that will make you stretch. Elders, stretch that congregation. Give them a goal to strive after. Hey, here's what we're going to do. Here is the plan in our area. You know, we're going to canvas it and hit every house or whatever it is. But give your people, give the flock a worthy, a worthy goal that says, we believe in the power of the gospel. We believe that man is creating God's image. We believe that nature backs us up. And we believe that Jesus is on his throne. Amen. Hallelujah on that one. And that is today's podcast. Until next time. We'll see you in the funny papers.